Hello and welcome to the Inner Work Conversation. I'm Nikki Cross and today I want to talk to you about something that is really on my heart and that is what to do like when you when you appear to be failing, when results aren't coming quick enough, what to do. This is a space, it's like a big old void that I notice the biggest mistakes can be made, both in terms of our actions out there and also how we treat ourselves in here. Now, for those of you listening anywhere other than Spotify, you're not going to be able to see my actions. If you're listening to this on Spotify, there's a video as well as the audio. Um, I am getting feedback from you guys to say that it's helping us to connect. And I love that. I love that for us because I know that there are so many of you now, and I'm so grateful for it, that come back episode after episode. So to be able to connect with you in this way as well, thank you, Spotify, for making this a thing. Um, If you're listening on any other app, what I just did was go out there and pointed out there. And what I really mean by that is the external results, what the perception and maybe the reality of failing and not getting results as quick as you'd like to, maybe that's causing you to take different actions or maybe sending you into a place of inaction. And when I pointed to in here, what I mean is how that's causing you to treat yourself based on what you're making it mean about you. Um, and so I've got some points that I want to talk to you about in this episode. I'm going to outline them now and then I'm going to head into them. I want to talk to you today about making it mean something about you, about tapping into the truth, not necessarily positivity, not necessarily negativity, but tapping into the truth. Um, I want to talk to you about when we're in this place of it all appearing to not be working out or not happening quick enough. I also want to talk to you about how you abandon yourself and possibly even punish yourself and therefore how you potentially abandon your dreams. I also want to talk to you about what you're prepared to do. So I want to give you some tips, some things to try in this episode around returning to objectivity, around supporting yourself and around reconnecting to what it was that you wanted in the first place and why, because that's always helpful. That's always something that helps my clients and it's always been something that helps me. So let's start at the start. When you appear to be failing and the results aren't coming quick enough. Now, I just want to start out here by saying, I'm going to assume that the thing that you want to happen, the thing that you want to actualize is something that is important and meaningful to you. The reason that that is an important assumption for me to make is, and and sorry, more than that, it's not just meaningful to you, it's coming from a healthy place. So if I give you an example, sometimes we might want to, we might have a goal to generate 10K every month in our business. Now, when I speak to people about what is it that you really want and why do you want it? So for those of you in the Thrive First Method, this is the sort of zoom out process that we do every single month where I actually take you through the whole process of zooming out, really tapping into what it is you want to create six to 12 months down the line, and then working that backwards to shape the next four weeks and how you can take tiny steps that compound into the big things that you really want, particularly in business. For those of you who are my one-to-one clients, you can consider this to be the inner state that you're really looking and you're really hopeful to be achieving by the end of our journey together. And the reason that I wanted to highlight that first is going back to that example that I gave around the 10K months. I'm not saying 10K months are a bad thing to want. 10K months might be exactly what you want. The point that I'm trying to make here is 
make sure as we move into this episode together and as I'm talking about what is it that you really want and when it appears to be failing and not coming to you quick enough, I'm I'm entering into this episode and I want you to do the same based on that thing, not just being something that society tells you you should want, not just something that business coaches tell you that's the thing, that's where you should be by year three in your business. I want to make sure that you're not entering into this episode with the goal in your mind that isn't happening quickly enough that is a should goal or a I'm wanting this because society says or I'm wanting this because it's what my parents expect or I'm wanting this do you get me do you, do you get me <laughs> I don't know what happened to my accent then and the reason that I say that is because if the goal is shit as in it's a should goal then you're already going to be up against a lot of resistance. So maybe that's, maybe that's where you finish this episode. Maybe you've just asked yourself that question and gone, shit, <laughs> what it is that isn't coming into fruition actually is a should goal. Maybe that's where you end the episode and go, right, what other episodes has Nikki got around creating heart-led goals? I'm pretty sure that I've got a few of them. But if you can tap into the thing that you really are wanting to create, either it's like it's like a set goal or maybe it's a state where you want to be and the results aren't coming quick enough it could be in life or in business the first thing that i want to bring to the table for you to consider here is are you prepared to not make it mean something about you the biggest mistake that i see people making when the results aren't coming quick enough when they're not seeing the external world match what their expectations were internally quickly enough right is they start making it mean something about them and I've done it too. So I can completely relate to this. And to be honest, it takes active practice for me not to do this. So we all know what that sounds like. And if you don't, I'll give you some examples. Maybe the thing isn't happening. So maybe you um, maybe you are in an industry like me. So it's a service-based industry that requires you to be creative, um, which the majority of my clients are. And maybe you are wanting to call in a few new clients over the next few months and you're doing all of the things and you're taking all of the steps and it's just not happening. It's not coming quickly enough. And so unfortunately, there's a lot of noise out there that says, you know, well, if you're not manifesting it, you're not a match for it, you're not an energetic match, you've got to feel the positive things and all of the stuff. I'm not going to go there in this episode. What I am going to say is, what are you making that mean about you when the external results aren't coming quickly enough, when the inquiries aren't coming in, when the people that you're hoping to work with and connect with and serve and bring your creativity to aren't stepping forward for you to work with? What does your mind, what does your imagination make it mean about you? And it's in these moments where we can go into a real subconscious state of terrorizing ourselves with the demon thoughts so the demon thoughts will sound like, well, it's because you're not doing enough. It's because you're not being enough. It's because you're not trying hard enough. It's because you're not as good as them. And what it can sort of lead to is you scrolling, not scrolling for any other reason than to find evidence that the demons are right. You will scroll and you will look at other people in your space and you will try to find ways that they are better than you. And I know it sounds a bit fucked up and a bit back to front, but what what your sort of mind is trying to do is find that negative negativity biased confirmation, that evidence that actually you're right. And you know what? You shouldn't try. And you know what you should, because guess what? Trying is a really vulnerable thing to do. 
trying hard is a really vulnerable thing to do because when we try hard and I don't mean hustle right I don't mean or maybe I do mean hustle and I've put this Instagram out post out there ages ago that says hustle isn't the enemy hustle is only the enemy when it's your only state so I'm not I'm not pro hustle I'm not against hustle I think it's a position that we all can be in and should be in from time to time right as long as it's not our constant state then that's when burnout comes anyway Sometimes it's important to try hard. Sometimes it's important to make sure that when you want something, you're allowing yourself to try and go after it fully. Now, that doesn't mean burn yourself out. That doesn't mean work 24 hours a day. That What it means is, what I mean when I say that is expressing yourself fully. So maybe you're creating a podcast and you want to talk to the specific clients who struggle with what to do when the results aren't coming quickly enough. And what I mean when I say trying is not holding back. What I mean when I say trying is being your truest self. What I I mean when I say trying is not not recording it on camera because you're worried that people out there are going to be like, as if I want to see her face and all of the demons that come up in your mind. And I want to really encourage you to try, not strive, not prove, try. And trying just means don't hold back because when the results aren't coming quick enough, that's when the little mind fuckers, the little mind demons will step in, start making it mean something about you, start trying to find evidence out there that actually, yes, you are, the demons are right. You are a bit shit. You're not trying hard enough. You should be doing more, 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 more. So when I say allow yourself to try, what I really mean is in the face of those demons, in the face of the mind chatter that wants you to just give up and is convincing you that it's there's something wrong with you and that's the reason why you're not getting the results that you want quick enough, what I'm asking you to do is, by, by when I say try, allow yourself to try, is allow yourself in the face of those demons to say, but what if? What if I am good enough? What if actually my efforts... What if my expectation of how quickly this will all happen was a bit skewed in the first place because I'm looking over there at those business coaches who are telling me you can make all of this happen in 10 days, you know? What if if I allow myself to try in my most authentic way, in a way that feels non, um, what's the word, grabby, you know, in that like desperate state that you get into when things aren't happening quick enough, What if I allow myself to lean back and step back and really nourish and nurture myself and try from that place? And it sort of leads me into my next point. Are you prepared to tap into the truth? Because, and what I mean by the truth, you've probably heard me talk about this thing in other podcast episodes, right? Where there's a coin. And I want you, have I got a coin on me right now? No, I don't. I'm sorry. (laughs) Imagine a coin that is standing on a table. So if you're watching me on Spotify, it's like stood up, a stood up coin, right? And you can see heads and tails because the coin is stood up and you can see like the rim around the coin. One side of that coin is positivity. The other side of that coin is negativity. The rim of that coin is the truth. And going back to the demons thing, the demons are the the ones that are going to be telling you, oh, it's not happening because something's wrong with you. And you must find, by the way, When we go into that space, like listening to the demons and playing into the demons' hands, what we can find is is our energy is pouring into 
oh my God, maybe they're right. Maybe I do need to find exactly what is wrong with me and fix everything that is wrong with me. So I know that the space that I can go into if I if I really listen to making it mean, like the mind chatter about making it mean something about me is this conditioning of you're not being clear enough. People don't understand you. And the one thing that I know deep, deep down, my wisest part of myself knows that my truest, most aligned clients have always known what they were going to get from me. Even when I look back on previous iterations of my website and not like look back on them and thought, that's not clear enough, but somehow they knew. And it's like, there's a really wise part of me that just knows that I am clear enough for the people who hear me and speak the language that I speak. And sometimes, well, all the time, there's going to be people who don't. There's going to be people who don't get you. And to make them get you, you're going to have to spend so much energy. Oh God, it makes me feel upset because I've tried to do that so much. I've tried so hard to make the people who don't understand, understand. And I allow myself when I'm not in this scratching round place of, you know, trying to force results to come, I allow those people to listen to a message that does serve them. And that means allowing them to disengage from my work because maybe it doesn't speak to them the way that it needs to, to create the results for them that are going to be their best results. Maybe someone else's work does that. So rather than me trying to convince them and trying to prove myself to them, maybe it's just better that I speak to the people who hear me and allow those other people to be served by someone else. That's okay, right? Ooh, I didn't realize that was going to come up. Back to you. What is what is it that comes up for you when results aren't happening quickly enough? The demons are chattering, the mind chatter is chattering, and it's like there's something to fix. And I must pour all of my energy into fixing that. Because let me tell you, all of those times that I've poured my energy into, got to be clearer, got to be, what I'm not pouring my energy into is po- recording podcast episodes like this. What I'm not pouring my energy into is serving the clients that I do have as well as I could. What I'm not pouring my energy into is creating my truest, most aligned, most authentic, most me version, most me shaped stuff, my work, because I'm so focused on trying to be this thing to make the results come quickly enough. It's fucked really, right? So over to you, are you prepared to tap into the truth and not positivity, not negativity? Let me get back to the point. So you got this coin, right? (laughs) And the coin... I want you to be looking at the rim. So negativity will be all of those voices. Negativity will be all the voices that say, the demon voices, the voices that say, you're, this isn't happening quickly enough because you're not enough. This isn't happening quickly enough because you're a bit shit or you you don't try or you're lazy or whatever the voices say to you. The positivity voices are the, the voices that we try and flood ourselves with to escape from the negative voices. So it can sound like, um, I just had a real moment there. Sorry to interrupt us. Just had a real moment of like, I love this. I love recording these episodes. I just love doing this. Whew, thank you for letting me share that with you. 
the the positive voices are the ones that try and make us escape the negative. So they sound like, no, 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 don't listen to them. No, 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 you're absolutely fine. You are enough. You are everything that you need to be. You are, and it's like, I think that there's a time and a place for positive affirmations. I do. I personally do positive affirmations, but I don't do, mm, do I do positive affirmations? I'm not sure. I, I I feel like, to be honest, the affirmations that I practice and I get my clients to practice are ones that aren't positive, but are supportive. That's like, we don't do positive affirmations in my world. We do supportive affirmations. Supportive affirmations are the ones that sound like the results aren't coming quickly enough, but you can persist. You have everything within you to get grounded and persist. You are entirely supported by those around you, by forces that you can't even see or begin to perceive, and by yourself. How can I bring those that support forward? Like, do you notice like the difference between positive affirmations of like, you can do it, I am enough, and supportive affirmations? I just find that supportive affirmations help us to look at the rim of the coin more easily. And when we can trap into the, no, when we can tap into the truth, that is when I find my clients feel more grounded when we can tap into the truth. So the negative would tell us it's not happening because you're shit. The positive will tell us it's not happening, but keep going. You can do it. The truth looks like I can't see the results that are around the corner. I can't, I can't, understand what might be happening as a result of the efforts that I've put in so far. Do you, do you see the difference? The truth is like, I think it's a little bit like faith in the unseen and reality in the scene. So like the truth allows us to tap into what am I doing? Because one thing I do want to say in all of this is sometimes you are enough, but what you're doing isn't right. What I mean by that is, I know when I launched my business, I was a fantastic coach already. Even though I hadn't ever called myself a coach before. And to be honest, that's just because to me, it's not I am a coach, it's I do coaching. Like I, I feel like the whole industry that I work in has taken coaching, which is a thing that you do, and turned it into a job. And I'm not sure that I would call myself a coach, to be honest, because sometimes I am a coach, sometimes I'm a mentor, sometimes I'm a trainer. I know when to switch gears based on the conversation that I'm having my, with my client. Anyway, when I started my business, I knew I was good enough to create the results that I was promising. Otherwise, I wouldn't have promised them. <laughs> That's integrity. I wasn't good enough in other areas and I'm still not. I wasn't good enough in marketing. I wasn't good enough in sales. I wasn't good enough at social media. Do you hear my point? It's like sometimes we've got a thing that we want to create. So for me, the thing is always, I want more people to serve. And the reason I want more people to serve is for two reasons and two reasons only. I want to help co-create change and transformation within them. And I want to get paid to be able to do what I want to do. That's it. They're my reasons. They've always been my reasons. Otherwise I just stayed in a job. And so where was I? 
Yeah. I acknowledge that in order to do what I want to do, I am like, my value doesn't change as a person, even though I've got skills to develop, even though I've got new things to learn. And so I'm not going to make it mean that I'm not worthy or I'm not valuable enough. I'm just going to allow myself to do a training needs analysis on myself. And this is where I feel like I particularly, I've got a competitive advantage because I've got 18 years in learning and development. And those 18 years where they have served me is the ability to know how to objectively step back do a training needs analysis on myself or help my clients do that with their selves so that they can really objectively see where is it that I'm actually not good enough in inverted commas because I haven't developed that skill yet. And what I'm seeing in my outside reality, in my outside world is the results are reflecting. I might be an amazing coach or an amazing florist or an amazing wedding planner just a bit shit at social media. So that's where I get my help. That's where I develop myself. That's where I invest in myself next. And one of the things that I'm really proud of is allowing my, is, is supporting my clients to develop the skill of understanding what is a them issue and what is a developmental issue. As in not always making it mean something about them and realizing that that is something that they can develop as opposed to maybe they just need to learn something. Maybe they just need to develop something. So when results aren't coming quick enough, are you prepared to return to objectivity? See the truth, see that rim of the coin. Are you prepared to learn and are you prepared to adapt as opposed to Staying in resistance, which is resistance is something I'm going to talk about in a minute. I've actually got a book um, that I want to read from. But before I do, I want to make this next point and then I'll go into that. When results aren't coming quickly enough, are you prepared to not abandon yourself? And are you prepared to not punish yourself? I feel like this is a really important point to make because one of the things that I see when people have gone into listening to the negativity, the demon in a chatter, when people have gone into, no, it is all about me and I'm just inherently not worthy and inherently not good enough. It means something about me. When people have gone there, the next thing I notice them doing is abandoning themselves, punishing themselves and abandoning their dream, abandoning their goal. So let, let me just talk on that for a little minute. And I want you to pick up on, as I'm talking, this isn't necessarily like an episode where I'm going to leave you with these three tips. This is an episode where I'm expecting you as the listener or the watcher, if you're on Spotify, to be picking up, okay, so she said that, do I recognize myself in that? Is there anything that I can do to change? Is there anything that I could tweak in my approach with myself based on what I'm recognizing in myself? That's This is what this kind of episode is, right? When the results aren't coming quickly enough, the first thing that I notice sometimes people do is abandon themselves and punish themselves. So abandoning and punishing yourself comes after you've accepted the negative thoughts and negative sides of the coin. And what it looks like is treating yourself based on the thought of I'm not worthy and I'm not, not, not good enough. So it will lead to you treating yourself in physical ways like you're not worthy and you're not good enough. 
I'm not worthy of putting nice clothes on. I'm not worthy of a shower. I'm not worthy of brushing my teeth. I'm not worthy of going for that nice walk. I'm not worthy of spending a little bit more time on my breakfast. I'm not worthy. It's like the physical things. And they'll wonder why, why am I treating myself so bad? Why aren't I doing the things that make me feel good? It's because you've accepted the not truth about yourself. You'll do it like physically, but you might also be doing it mentally and emotionally. And this is what I mean by punishing yourself. So you might notice in these times that all of your journaling is only the um, sabotaging thoughts coming out. And I am a great believer in getting them out. I am not a great believer in just wallowing around in that space. I'm a great believer that there is a part of you and this part is the part that I develop with my clients, but I believe it's there in all of us. There is a part of you that is your healthy adult that lives inside of you. And part of the work that I do is help that healthy adult step forward and take care of you. And by the way, take care of what it is that you want. So, um, oh, I was going to do a whole, I've just realized I was going to do a whole other episode on this. Let me not bother. Let me just do it here. That part of you knows what you want is like, um, it feels like magic to you. You want it because like, I want to do the work that I do because when I do it, oh my God, it feels like magic. Like when I have coaching calls with my clients, one of the things that I love to do, and I, I don't think I've ever told anyone this, apart from my clients, one of the things that I love to do is I love to listen back to their recordings of their coaching calls. I love to do that because I learn, I can see where I can be a better coach. I love to do it because I love listening to their breakthroughs. I love to do it because I love to listen to when they are in the messy middle. That might sound like really mean. <laughs> I love listening to you in the shit. No, I don't mean it like, well, I suppose I do because I know where they're going. And I've, I hold that, like they lean on that faith and they develop that within themselves, that this messy bit that I'm feeling, I'm going to come out of this. I'm going to come out of it changed and I'm going to come out of it into better. And holding that space with them while they know that it's safe to, to be there, because many of them have done that thing with the coin of like, this is uncomfortable, let me move into the positive again. And anyway, why was I saying that? Yeah, so you won't, when you're, when the results aren't coming quickly enough, you might punish yourself by not doing the things that make you feel alive. What it is that you, and, and abandoning yourself, that's where I was. Thank you for your patience, me coming back to that point. Abandoning yourself also looks like abandoning what it is that you wanted in the first place, which is why at the beginning of the episode, I said, the thing that we're talking about here must be something that feels magical to you, must be something that just feels like, oh my God, I just love that. I love that for me. Can't be just like 10K months because that's the expectation because that's you're going to disconnect to that because it's not even yours. It's not even your magic, right? Unless it is. And um, what I notice is, People abandon it because they just think, well, what's the fucking point? It's not mine anyway. It's not coming. It's not here. And so this is the part where I want to bring up um, the resistance aspect that I wanted to talk to you about um, because it just came up and I thought, oh, I wonder if this would be useful. So I've got a book here. It's called, I've mentioned it in other episodes. It's called The Desire Map by Danielle Laporte. 
And what I'm going to read from is page one, two, three. Um, and it says resistance. Your resistance is a sign that your system is reconfiguring itself towards success. And that quote is by Tom Todd Herman. She says, ever wonder why you feel oh so good two days into a new workout regime only to succumb to lethargy, low self-esteem and a bag full of Fritos? I think they're crisps. Two weeks later, everything was going so well. You were in it to win it for real this time. So what went wrong? I have a friend, Todd Herman, who's a sports psychology coach, like a top a top flight psych coach who helps people win Olympic medals. And he looks like an extra hot version of Dave Matthews. I digress. don't know who that is. Todd has one of those most encouraging and illuminating theories on resistance that I've ever come across. And wouldn't you know it, it's backed by hard science, the biology of change. As Todd has described to me, when you enact a significantly positive lifestyle change, so what we're talking about in this episode today is you going after the thing that you want that means something to you. For example, new fitness practice, breaking off a toxic relationship, taking on a new job, etc. Your brain temporarily floods your body with feel-good neurotransmitters such as serotonin and dopamine. It's your brain's way of giving you a high five. The happy drugs start flowing, fueling your good intentions with seemingly boundless energy. Your commitments seem effortless. This is going to be easier than you thought, you think. You've got this covered. And then, in a cruel but necessary act of nature, the party train grinds to a halt. Your neurotransmitters collapse back into their normal output levels, thank goodness, because otherwise you'd go crazy, in a literal clinical sense. And rushing, and a, like a rushing river that dries up to a trickle, the rah-rah ferocity dissipates. You know the progression. It goes like this, Todd explains. One day you've got all this energy and drive behind you and you're excited. You go to the gym, you work out, you feel great about it. Day two comes along, you've got the wheels of the train moving forward. You go again, day three, little bit of resistance. The tension starts to build up and you go, but you're not feeling as great about it. Day four, it's even harder and you don't even go on day five. And then no more working out. That's why by the second week of January, gyms are empty. At this point, your new healthy habits are asking your cells to literally alter their shape. And to you, this feels like a major drag. But in actuality, your cells are loving it. They're vibrating and shifting and doing their own form of yoga. That's such a cute thought. They're transforming to accommodate your recalibrated levels of positive mood endorphins. They just need a little more time to reshape themselves. This is resistance and it's cause for celebration. It means that changes are happening. Your body is going through a change. You're interpreting it as either positive or negative. Really, what you should do is get excited about the resistance. The change that needs to happen in order for you, your new habits to take form is taking hold. It's taking hold inside your whole body, says Todd. The most difficult part of the journey is the first 16 days, but after that, it's a piece of cake. We don't need to think about it anymore. I don't know about the 16 days thing, by the way, but anyway, um, it goes from our conscious mind to our unconscious, our habit mind, where it's happening automatically for us, like a wave of positivity that just starts flooding towards you, but most people don't see it straight away. That happens later. So instead of shutting down the new habits when they start to feel unpre unpleasant, we need to shift our attitude towards loving the resistance that arises, because if we can push through the awkward growth spurt, giving ourselves adequate time to catch up with our good intentions, we gain pro prodigious momentum, keep on keeping on. There's more on that, but I'm going to stop there. This is what I mean by, are you prepared? Are you prepared to not abandon yourself? 
in the times when in your external world, the results aren't coming quickly enough. And in the abandoning yourself, are you prepared to not abandon yourself with your external actions? And are you prepared to not abandon yourself on the inside, both yourself as a person and also not give up on what it is that you said that you wanted? And to wrap this episode up, I want to ask you a couple of are you prepared questions as well. Are you prepared to support yourself unconditionally? That person that I talked about that I help my clients cultivate the the healthy adult that lives within us all, they support you unconditionally. So I was on a coaching call with one of my clients the other day and she was saying how she's been so lucky um, to have had mentors in the past who have supported her unconditionally. And now she hasn't got those mentors anymore. She feels a bit lost. And I was like, yeah, you're right. You were so lucky. And that's something that I say very often, but I do feel like we are lucky when we've had those people in our lives, not because they've been in our lives and they've believed in us, but because they've role modeled to us what unconditional support really looks like. The thing that we do in our minds is we trick ourselves by going, yeah, yeah, but they were biased. And what we miss in in doing that is the opportunity to learn from their behaviors because what we really want is to be unconditionally supported. And what I've learned to be true is when I develop the, um, when I, not develop, when I cultivate the part of myself that is there to unconditionally support myself, it's a practice to cultivate that. But the benefits that I reap from doing that and my clients reap from doing that is that they are always unconditionally supported without anyone externally doing that for them. And so in those moments where it seems like the thing isn't happening, the thing isn't happening quickly enough, should I give up? Should I, is this something wrong with me? That part of yourself that unconditionally supports yourself, not unconditionally loves yourself, not unconditionally is positive about yourself, but unconditionally supports yourself and therefore doesn't allow you to give up and I, I just want to be really clear what I mean on that in a minute, doesn't allow you to um, abandon yourself and treat yourself like shit. That's the part of you that I want to step forward when it comes to unconditionally supporting yourself. And by the way, about giving up, sometimes it's the right thing to do to give up. Sometimes the right thing to do is to give up. Give up only when you, in fact, I'm going to pause the episode here and read out a post because it's significant and you need to hear it. Bear with. It's on my Instagram. It's from the 19th of November, 2022. And it says, give up, absolutely give up for the right reasons. Give up because you decide to, because it's an empowering move, because it's good for you long-term, because it's informed, not just from the mind, but from the heart too. Absolutely give up. Just make sure it's for reasons that bring you short and long-term peace. I go on to say reasons I won't give up because this meaningful pain is uncomfortable in this moment because I'm hormonal as fuck, because the outer results aren't matching my expectations, because some form of comparison tells me I'm not good enough or any other bullshit reason my mind wants to convince me with. So that's what I mean when I say like giving up, there's context to that, right? And the last point I want to make, and I'm going to wrap the episode up here, is are you prepared to reconnect to why you wanted this in the first place? For me, it's so important for me. Like you'll hear people say, this is your why. I don't really care what you call it. But for me, it's like, it's the reason behind what I wanted to actualize for me to see um, or or, um, tap into with my senses, actualize in real life. The thing I wanted to make happen, the thing I wanted to, come into my world 
create, there's a reason why I wanted to create that. And I, I am a true believer in the power of getting ready in the morning. I'm a true believer for me. That time when I do my makeup is the time where I ground down, listen to myself, not to do anything other than like, what are my thoughts saying right now? Who can I hear? Who's coming forward? Is it the demon voices? Is it the part of me that knows that the healthy adult of me? Is it my wisdom that's coming forward? And when I listen to that, I don't avoid it or try and change it. But when I just give them room to speak, all of the people that live in my head, when I give them room to speak, what I then allow myself to gently come back to is, why the fuck did I want to do this in the first place? So I suppose it is the why. And I do that while I'm doing my makeup because doing my makeup for me feels like this process of getting ready. And so I find it's such a useful time for me to get ready in my mind as well, which is why it's almost like a ritual getting ready for me now. And I totally, like, I get it. It's a privileged place to be. I haven't got babies hanging off my legs in the morning. And I I understand there's going to be people out there listening to this going, well, bully for you. You've got that time. You might have your own time. Maybe it's driving to work. Maybe it's making yourself a coffee, whatever it is. Try and find a space in your day where you connect to why you're doing all of this in the first place, why you wanted what what your heart's desire was that we started talking about in this conversation in the first place. Because when you connect to that, it's like this little reminder that, oh, there it is. There's the magic. Because it can all feel really heavy when we allow it, when we, when well, when we don't tap into the why and the feeling that we wanted to generate in the first place, it can all start feeling really heavy. And especially when the results aren't coming quickly enough, it feels like the backpack that you're carrying around every day just gets heavier and heavier and heavier. And heavier. And what I'm asking you to do is consciously and intentionally unpack that backpack every day. Look at, is in that pack, backpack, have I included the fucking why in the first place? If not, let me put that back in and let me carry that around because my heart can connect to that, right? I want to wrap this episode up by saying that if what it is that you wanted to create is causing you some form of literal stress, real stress, financial stress, um, or otherwise, I encourage you to create safety for yourself in a really, in a wheelie wheel way, (laughs) in a really real way. And what I mean by that is, um, and Liz Gilbert talks about this in her book, Big Magic, is like, I've always said, if me doing this work requires me to be supported by another income, I will do it. I will go. I'm an amazing cleaner, by the way. Um, Just a side note. I will go and run a cleaning business on the side while I do this work because this is my art. This is the work I know that I am here to do. So if that work needs to be supported, I'll support it. I'm not going to put all of my energy and efforts into. Now, notice how that's very different. The energy that I'm talking there is very different from, oh my God, this isn't working quickly enough. I need to get a job, right? That's a reaction. What I'm talking about there was an intention. What I'm talking about there is a pre-decision. It's not me going, I'm going to put all of my pressure on this working out at all costs. 
and frying my nervous system because my finances are fucked, right? I'm never going to do that to myself. And I respect my art so much. I would never do that to it. I don't want to be on a coaching call with one of my clients where in the back of my mind, I'm like, thank fuck you booked in because my finances are really low and I just see you as money. I don't people want that. So I suppose what I'm saying to round off this episode is if there are real reasons why the results have to come quicker for you, I want you to consider how you can create that fundamental baseline safety for yourself in a way that also respects and honors what it is that you said you wanted in the first place. Handing over to you. I'm going to wrap the episode up here. Thank you so much for being with me today. Oh, by the way, before you go, please share these episodes. I like, honestly, from you sharing, I am seeing the podcast become such a nourishing and wonderful community. And I see that because people will message me and say, oh, my friend forwarded this on to me and I've just gone and binged your episodes. So yeah, it's it's helping my podcast and that's what I want. But you are also helping to spread these messages. And if these, if you're here now, then there must have been something in this episode that has helped you. And therefore, I would I'm asking you, can you go and help someone else by sending this on too? Thank you. I appreciate it in advance. Feedback to me. I'm loving your messages. I'm loving your emails. Or I'm also loving your direct messages over on Instagram. All of the links that you need are in the show notes if you want to take this work further and work on a one-to-one capacity with me. Um, I'm going to leave it here. I'm going to wrap up the episode by saying, please never forget, I'm always cheering you on. And I really do hope that you are cheering you on too.